what people need to understand is that everything in life is a negotiation. We are negotiating all the time. And I'm not speaking just about business, although that's what most people think when they hear this word. Negotiation is, and of itself, a tool that we have used since we were born, since our infancy. As a baby, as a child, and as we grow older, some people use it better than others, and some could care less about how they negotiate with themselves and others around them. I'll get to that a little later. But one thing is for sure. It never goes away in our lives. It can't. And to push it out of our lives would almost mean that we would become brain dead in a certain sense. Whether we're playing video games or window shopping on Netflix because we can't find the right movie to watch, we are always negotiating with ourselves. And even as I prepared for this segment, I negotiated with myself in order to figure out how I can make this segment as informative and useful as possible without dragging for hours and hours at a time. And every day that we tune in to watch the news, we negotiate with ourselves for how long we'd like to stare at that screen and watch it for. And it's true whether we want to admit it or not. Fundamentally, we grow as people when learning to negotiate with ourselves. Now, putting aside the more personal and self-rewarding examples of negotiation, the main purpose of this segment is to be able to understand that the most important thing with regards to establishing some form of progress in your life is actually self-negotiation. Not with others, but with yourself. When you have more of an ability to self-negotiate, you become someone who is constantly playing devil's advocate in your own mind, and that's actually quite healthy for you. But you don't always want to take it to its extreme because then you'll burn yourself out and then it doesn't become healthy whatsoever. But it's most definitely a beneficial concept. And nobody can tell you otherwise because your thoughts are private and personal to you as a person and as a human being who is essentially becoming more self-aware through negotiation on an underlying level. So in other words, like I said earlier, it's very, very private. You're speaking with yourself internally and you don't need to worry about if your thoughts are heard or not. You become your own enemy in an internal conversation with yourself and whether you're preparing for a meeting or preparing to go take an exam, you're much more prepared internally and in return, this should at least provide you with some additional form of self-confidence. Ultimately, you should because if it doesn't, then it means you're doing something wrong in the preparation stage. Now, typically, there are four types of voices in your head that you deal with on a daily basis, whether you're aware of it or not. But first, let me say that there are tons of inner voices in our heads, and so what I've done is I've picked four that I believe to be the most important ones. The first one is your inner dreamer. The second one is your inner thinker. The third one is your inner lover. And the fourth is your inner warrior. Now, these four are extremely significant, at least to the way I see it and view it. And although many others may not see it this way, I'll break it down in a way that will surely make you realize that you go through this constantly, whether you know it or not. So first off is the inner dreamer. The dreamer is led by intuition and fuels your ability to constantly innovate, which in turn allows you to move forward and progress in ways that others do not. Examples of this would be Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Richard Branson, and many others. They see a world full of possibilities, and they keep pushing their respective industries forward in ways that others simply can't or don't even realize that they can. Now, a recent example would be the technological innovations from SpaceX and Virgin Galactic, but if we look back about a decade or so, it would probably be things like, you know, the iPhone or the iPad, just for the sake of making it simple for everyone that knows and can remember. Now, we have the inner thinker. 
the inner thinker is led by reason and logic. People who are strong in this category don't exactly specialize in innovation like the dreamer does, but they definitely prove to be a critical tool when partnered with the inner dreamer. They would more often than not be what we would call the numbers guy. They're like the brain of any given operation. Without this kind of thinking, there is no realistic way of achieving a desired goal at all. So sort of like how every company has an accountant and a logistics person and a numbers person, that's exactly what they would be. You can also classify them as lawyers and be part of your legal division in any given team or company. Now next we have the inner lover. The inner lover is led by emotion. This aspect of your mind is the category that focuses on reading people and learning how to communicate and behave with people in different ways. So just to simplify it essentially, you won't be speaking with your boss the same way that you speak to your partner or your significant other. The inner lover part of you is always very good at sensing this kind of state that the other person is in most often, right? So if you walk into a certain room and you can tell that someone's having a down day, you're not going to start talking to them about how good your day was. You're going to try to cheer them up. And that part of you is your inner lover. So essentially, they humanize the inhumane parts of us, right? And then we have the inner warrior. Now, this is a little more self-explanatory, but the inner warrior is led by willpower. Now, don't get it mistaken. Willpower and innovation intuition is very different. So the inner warrior is very different than the inner dreamer, although it may seem the same. So because they're led by willpower, some may think that this is similar but like I said, it's not. The inner warrior essentially takes orders from the inner dreamer and understands that things need to get done. And if there's an obstacle, then it most definitely can and will be overcome no matter the cost and no matter how long it takes. An example of this would be CEOs that are introduced to companies that lack product innovation or are most often operating by the book far too often or far too tradition traditionally. Also, I do have to say, way too often, people think that negotiation is an adversarial process when in reality it isn't. But it is something where someone establishes a sort of framework for creative problem solving and then ultimately results in the satisfaction of your mutual needs, whether that is an internal negotiation with yourself or with others. And this cannot be understated. It is extremely important to understand that. And everything I just mentioned plays a role in your mind, whether you know it or not. Now, I just want to say before I end this little segment is that the entire purpose of this particular segment was to assist people in allowing themselves to become more self-aware and more self-disciplined. Because by allowing yourself to recognize internal behavioral patterns in your own mind that in turn translates to a kind of form of self-negotiation, you'll begin to realize that over the course of any given time period, you will ultimately become more self-productive in whatever you do. And I hope that I have honestly and truthfully and transparently simplified all of this in a way that is understandable to everybody. And I also want to add that by stating the points that I just spoke about, I really hope that I'm helping people understand that when you focus on yourself, you're actually in turn allowing others to become more productive. Because when you become a more better improved version of yourself, you then share that kind of quality with others and then others will adapt that same quality and therefore apply it to the tasks that they, that they have to complete. And so I really hope that people take this as a vital and crucial point with whatever they're doing in their lives because this is not specific to any particular industry or any particular field of any kind. And the idea that in and of itself, this can be applied to anything, as I've said multiple times in this segment, just shows that no matter 
if you're just a working class person, a CEO or anything, whether you are overweight or whether you are in shape just trying to get better, you can apply these same theories and methods. And also, never set a particular standard when it comes to self-negotiating with yourself. Just try to improve, as they say, 1% day by day. Because ultimately, the thing I like about this topic in particular is that self-negotiation translates and branches off to, into a whole slew of other subjects that I will be covering down the road as well.